I don't want to just flex like this, but my grandpa, I just learned that he would go on the road and he had this instrument. And this is where I think I get my music from is he would take this instrument and you get it, you like you press certain buttons and it gets like a whole band going and then he'd be singing to it. What? And then he'd be performing. A one man band. And he'd be performing and then he'd sell more of those instruments and he performed in Nashville, Tennessee, y'all. Wow. Oh my God. I've never I've never this. been so proud. I was like, this is oh where CJ's music ability comes from. Really we cool. never knew. Yeah. Welcome to This Is Kingdom. This is Grace. This is Talon. This is TJ. This is Hollis. Today, we are going over the talk for the sake of your posterity by Elder Carlos A. Godoy. And y'all, I am excited for this one. I just felt like his talk was so tender. He's pretty clear about who it's to. He's like, this talk is for anybody that's maybe walked away from the church or anybody that's in the church, but like not really all in. And maybe that's you listening, or maybe you know someone like that, but I think all of us fit into one of those two categories. And I, I just feel like it's so tender. It's so sincere. And I want to share a little story to start. Y'all ready? Yep. I'm going to take you back to seven-year-old Talon. I was living in Pennsylvania still, watching my Eagles thrive, fly, Eagles fly. Just had to throw that in. That has nothing that to do with anything. Anyways, it was my birthday. And you three know this. Anyone that knows me knows this. I hate shopping. Like going to the store is my worst nightmare. It's not fun. There's nothing enjoyable about it. Not a fan. That's why I love having Dre, who does all my shopping for me. We love her, okay? <laughs> Anyways, it's my birthday. And my dad says, get in the car. We're going to go to the store. And I was so surprised. I was confused. I was like, you know, it's my birthday, right? And he's like, yeah, get in the car. We're going to the store. And I was like, no. And he's like, get in the car. We're going to the store. And I get in the car and I'm so mad. I'm like, why would you make me go to the store on my birthday? I'm like, this is my day. And you're making me do the least favorite thing that there is in my life. And so we go to the store and I'm just being a diva the whole time. Like, I'm just mad. <laughs> mad, 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 mad. We get home and I'm like, that was so pointless. And normally we pull into the garage and we go in the garage door because that just like makes sense. Right. But instead of going in the garage door, he's like, we're going in the front door. I'm like, no, we always go in the garage door. He's like, no, we're going in the front door. And I was like, fine. So I went around a little seven-year-old me, just so grumpy. Can you imagine? And then I go in the front door and what happens, I open it up and all my friends are there and they're like, surprise, it's a surprise birthday party. There's balloons. There's my favorite cake. There's my best friends. There's presents. And I realized my dad was not actually a jerk. He actually had like the sweetest thing like in store for me, just like waiting for me. And there's a part in this talk where he talks about how God has blessings and promise reserved for you and for your posterity. And just the thought of that like made me so excited. And it made me so happy, like the thought of sticking with God. And I feel like that's his plea to everybody that he's talking to. He's like, listen, sometimes following God means doing things that you don't necessarily want to do. Sometimes it means going a different direction than you would go on your own. Sometimes it's not always like the happiest, funnest thing. But if you stick with God, he has such sweet things waiting for you. I just like, that's what I would want to say to anyone that like is struggling with things with God or the church of like, I, I get that. And, and those things are real. And, and I'm not saying they're not real, but God has mind blowing things in store for us. All he asks for us is to stick with them through the good and through the bad. I love that. That reminds me of when I was a kid. Do y'all have curfews? I actually never had a curfew. This You've like, never had a curfew? I didn't of, either. This is more of my friend's stories. But when they would come home late, their parents would be like, hey, you're grounded, right? And 
they'd be like, oh, I guess my parents don't love me, right? They're grounding me. But it was never about them not loving you. It was about them maybe trusting you a little less. I think there's this balance between love and trust. And I feel like there's so many times where people are telling us, okay, stick with God. Just show him that you love him. But I think it's changed for me. Instead of, do you love me? It's, do you trust me? Oh, Because I feel like trust is a higher form of love. Because if we trust him, I think that's one of the best ways to love God and stick with him. I think it's just like our parents. Of course they love us, but if we trust them and they trust us, it increases our love and understanding for them. And trust is so big because we like we got some trust issues. You know what I mean? <laughs> we got we some. Do. We got some. Do you just uh, mean all of us? Just we me. as in all of us? <laughs> you know? And he's right. Maybe it's just <laughs> me, but we've always, I feel like all of us have a time when someone's like broken our trust. And I feel like just with that, there's kind of a, pattern that has always helped me that goes with God. And it doesn't always go with other people because sometimes someone breaks our trust and we are so quick to trust again. And that was like, not the move. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, no, just run, like run away. But I love that with God, even if there's some like tough, like discomfort or losing a little bit of trust long-term, if we stay with him in my life, I've always been able to look back and see that things still got better and there was still a long-term happiness over time, even though there was like the short-term discomfort. And I feel like I've just been thinking about this a lot. And with Satan or with kind of going off the path, there's always like short-term like pleasure and feeling like good because you don't have to worry about those trust issues. But in the end, for me, it's been like long-term kind of pain and discomfort. And so I guess what I'm saying is, is it's okay to go through a little bit of discomfort with our trust with God? And I would just plead with you to like, hold on, because over time you can be able to look back and be like, oh, that's why. I don't even remember why it came up, but I was like going to pick up one of my friends and they got in the car and we were just talking and one of their friends at work was like, hey, they weren't a member of any, I don't think they were a member of any denomination, any church at all. And they were like, oh, why are you a part of your church? Like why... Do you believe what you believe? And it kind of stumped my friend. Like they just didn't, they just like simply didn't know what to say. And it kind of came out of nowhere. And so then I like picked them up after that day at work and they got in the car and they asked me that. And I was like, uh, okay. And we like talked about it for a really long time. Like we like sat in a parking lot for probably like an hour and a half. And like, we were just like talking about the whole thing. And I remember exactly what I decided it. Why do I believe what I believe? Why am I a member of the church that I'm a ch- like a member of? And it's because of covenants. That's it. I am simply obsessed with covenants. I think about it all of the time. Simply, I just love them. And the reason is, is because I think sometimes when we talk about covenants, we talk mostly about what we need to do. Like, oh, these are the rules. These are what we need to, these are the bounds. This is what I need to do to keep my promise with God. And we forget to talk about the best part of covenants. To be so for real, we're not the best part of covenants. That's just not true. I'm a mess. I surely can't be the best part of a covenant. That's fine with me. We miss talking about the best parts of covenants. And that's God. And that's the fact that we actually believe in someone who will never betray us. We are connected to someone that will have our backs for the rest of our lives. We are no matter what tied to someone that says, hey, I got you. I will do everything I can to love you for the rest of your life. 
That is insane to me because it's really easy for me to walk away from someone that I feel like might walk away from me. That's my toxic trait. If you leave and I'm leaving first, I can promise you that. <laughs> and I love that God says, you can leave and I'll stay. I'm a hundred percent in. That's the type of dad that I'm like, yeah, I'm sold for that. I'll mm -hmm. trust you. I will trust someone that has actually promised to never leave me. Mm, that's so true. It's so true. And, and I really want to be clear. Like, I, I really do think in any committed relationship, I feel like TJ, you've probably seen the exact same thing. Like being married, there are times in the relationship that it's like, man, this is, this is hard. Like we're button heads, like things aren't going that good, but you know, when you stay committed that it will be worth the commitment. And one of the things that I've most come to believe about God is that he exceeds expectations. And there's a story in the book of Mormon that I'm absolutely obsessed with. It's with the brother, Jared, they're on the beach, right? And God's like, listen, I need you to build some barges and I need you to go to the promised land. He's like, I've got a better place for you, but I need you to walk with me. Like, I need you to go with me. And so they build the barges and for 344 days, like they are stuck in these boats that are dark, that are damp. Like, okay, well not dark because they have their little rocks. You know what I mean? But they're like damp. They can't yeah. go that far on these boats. And 344 days of that, like that was a long time for it to be kind of tough. But what I love is that when they get to the promised land, these are the exact words it says in scriptures. It says, they did shed tears of joy. And all of a sudden they realize God showed up. Like God gave us something better than we could have ever imagined. Sticking with God for them wasn't easy. It meant being in some tough situations. Being with, sticking with God was worth it. And it led them to things that were better than they ever could have imagined. I love that. It reminds me of that story in the New Testament where Christ is asking Peter if he loves him. He's like, yo, you love me? And he's like, what is your deal? Of course. How I feel like I'm taking all this and really applying it to my life and how I've really learned to love God is whenever I'm at my lowest times in life or whenever I feel like it's not working for me or something really hard happens, I can imagine Christ sitting next to me and not asking me if I love him, but asking me if he trusts him, that he'll keep his part of the deal. Like, do you trust me that this will work? And imagining that him sitting next to me and asking me that question of, do you trust me, has changed things for me because it's given me the bigger picture of what Grace was saying. It's like, he's going to keep his part of the deal and he's going to bless me and not only me, but my posterity, which I think was Elder Godoy was trying to talk about. Can I just ask you guys this? Let's say you got some, we got someone sitting here at the table with us, someone who falls under either they've left or maybe they're here, but they're kind of on their way out. What would be your simple words for them? What would you want to say to them? What would you want them to feel like from us? Just raw. Don't leave before you get to know God. I think mine's really similar to that is like, I am here to love you no matter what, but remember the good times you had with God and how he's blessed you. Mine's just God pulls through. That's it for me. Like God pulls through. I've seen it again and again and again. And, and I would bet there's a lot of people that are struggling to trust that. And I feel for you so much because I have struggled to trust that. I struggle to trust that sometimes, but every single time I do trust that and stick with them, he blows my mind. He makes it worth it. From the bottom of my heart, I invite you to think about, to look ahead and evaluate where this will lead and if necessary to be valiant enough to reshape your path for the sake of your posterity. And I just got to say, like, I love that, that boldness with the love. And I want to tell this person, like, this is going to be the path that's going to reward and bless and strengthen your life the most. Even when it's tough, even when you're getting seasick in the boat, even when there's someone dumb at church that you don't like, 
this is the way, man. And if you're out there like that, we just, we love you. We want you. Come and stay. Mm. Come and hang out. Amen. May his favor be upon you in a thousand generations and your family and your children and the children and the children. May his presence go before you and behind you and beside you, all around you and within you. He is with you. He is with you. He is with you. Lord bless you and keep you may his face shine upon you and be gracious to you lord turn his face toward you and give you peace See you next week.